A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Guardian. There's a problem with our cities. The transport system is usually planned by men, thought for men's needs, and that sometimes is not enough. And these systems can fail women. More than 80% of women in Bogota believe that uh, public space is not safe for them. We have a very important need that is better public transport and public transport that we feel is safe for women. This is Small Changes, a podcast about how sometimes the seemingly smallest change can have the biggest impact. This week we meet Angela Anzola. After helping with Colombia's peace process following five decades of civil war, she became Bogota's Secretary for Women and Gender Equality earlier this year. She's been particularly focused on an issue which deeply affects women's ability to work and live in the city, designing public transport solutions for women. I'm Lucy Lambert. Angela Anzola spent a largely happy childhood in Bogotá. But the situation there had become so perilous by her teenage years that her family were forced to take action. It was really a bad situation from the point of view of the armed conflict in Colombia and also the drug cartels' violence. So when you're a teenager, you just want to leave your house and have fun with your friends outside. And, uh, for example, going to malls was considered quite dangerous because we had a few bombs exploding in malls. And later, leaving the city, for example, was impossible because in the cars you could be kidnapped. It reached a point where a cousin of my dad was killed, well, first kidnapped, then killed. And then that really uh, was too much for him. And he said, we really have to leave uh, the country. Angela relocated to the UK, where she attended university in Oxford. But of course, she missed Colombia and after seven years returned to Bogota to help with the peace process. The fact that my family had to flee their hometown, the town of La Palma, they were threatened, my family were liberals, and they were threatened that they were going, going to be killed. And so they left. And then I had to leave also Colombia in a way because of the violence. So for me, a peace is really what we need for the country. So it was amazing when, when I had the chance to come back and partake in what was to be, I thought, the biggest hope for our country to find peace. We had so many dead people, so many suffering from the victims. Um, 
and nobody really was safe in, in Colombia for a while. So it was really the opportunity for a different country. In 2016, Angela was offered the position of High Counselor for Victims' Rights, Peace and Reconciliation, supporting victims of the conflict. Victims living in Bogota have a really tough time. They've mostly come from the rural areas. So peasants uh, also like... Uh, we're a very ethnically diverse country, so many times you have more than one thing that makes you be at a disadvantage. If you're a woman from the region of uh, the Pacific region, you have many kids and you were also a victim of the armed conflict and you were forcibly displaced of your land and are forced to move to a city of like Bogota. It's very tough on you for a number of reasons and the discrimination against you is, is very big. Also in terms of settling and rebuilding your life project is very complicated because to begin with the labor market in, in Bogota is totally different to the skills you as a rural inhabitant have a lot of skills you're very talented but it's not necessarily the set of skills skills needed in Bogota so they have a real tough time and we we had the chance of having uh, shelters psychologists lawyers to help these victims so it was pretty amazing it was a natural step for Angela to move earlier this year to become Bogota's secretary for women and gender equality the people who were worst affected by the conflict are definitely the women. And so I, I was really seeing that the gender does affect you even more and the conflict affected the women differentially. One particularly important focus for Angela has been designing transport solutions for women. The transport system is usually planned by men, thought for men's uh, needs, and that sometimes is not enough. So especially in uh, societies where, for example, the housework is not divided evenly and there is not a co-responsibility in household chores and, and raising children. So some men don't even think, how is it to take a baby's a pram around the public transport system? So you really need to make transport good and accessible for everyone. We are realizing that we really need to change the way we move. Most people in Latin America now live in cities. Most women need to work uh, and they, we have both roles. We are, have the role of the caretaker but also provider. And this means that we really need to use public transport. We use it heavily and we also move in different ways than the men move. Mostly men move from A to B. Uh, us women, it's very sh noticeable that we move in polygonal ways. We don't move from A to B like men from the house to the work and back, but we usually have to do smaller trips and also we move in more sustainable ways. So, for example, in Bogota, 81% of women, we either use public transport or use uh, cycling or use walking as the main way of moving around the city. If there is a car in the family, it'll be used by the man, not by the woman. And the city of Bogota presents its own particular challenges. Bogota is a huge city, so we have more than 8 million inhabitants, and it's divided into 20 boroughs. But if you look also economically, there are a lot of divisions. So most people need to come to certain areas of the city to find work. 
over 60% of the women have to travel 45 minutes or more to work. So that's a lot. And this means that also uh, many m women are finally excluded from the workforce uh, because either you think I'm taking care of, of the children and other unpaid work that I do, or I get a paid job. And this means that we have less economic autonomy than we should. After the break, we hear how Angela has helped find solutions to some of these problems facing women in Bogota. The most important recommendation is to listen to women because they are the ones who can tell you what their needs are and what the possible solution may be. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, we spoke with two writers who have set out on a journey to rescue fairy tales from toxic masculinity. Jesse Burton, author of the best-selling novel The Miniaturist, and Kieran Millwood Hargrave, join us to discuss what fun can be had taking the grim out of all those old stories with the help of magicians, dancing princesses, and courtiers called Clarence. See if they all live happily ever after in this week's Guardian Books podcast. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Small Changes. I'm Lucy Lamble. Before the break, we heard from Angela about the challenges women encounter using Bogota's transport system. Their safety is a particular concern, with many women facing harassment when using public transport. We have a very important need that is better public transport and public transport that we feel is safe for women. 30% of the women try not to leave at night the house. They don't feel safe using the street or the transport system during the night. So this means that, for example, if you are thinking about, okay, I'll work in the morning and study at night, this is not going to be a possibility for you. You're going to not be taking that opportunity. If women keep feeling that they're not safe or that they're being stared or stalked by someone in the public transport system, this will discourage them from using it. So we're working on different campaigns to, first of all, let men know that this is not natural behavior, that this is not excusable, and that this is generating a feeling of insecurity in women. It's not only about campaigns and changing the culture, but also designing spaces where this sort of harassment and even v violence against women is more difficult to happen. 
for example, if a bus stop is just full of ads and it just becomes like a cave where nobody can see you or hear you, then it becomes like a trap for women. So you have to design the spaces, the stations and everything thinking about a woman cannot be attacked here because there will be people seeing, she can scream, she, they can listen to her. Brazil, Japan and Mexico have already tried out segregated travel for men and women. But Angela doesn't see this as the solution. Personally, I believe in Bogota is not the solution at all because men just have to behave and not incur into these kind of practices. So they and their behavior have to change, not us and the way we move and the spaces we occupy or how we dress. And I think it's a bit of a slippery slope because when you start telling women, you'll be safe if you don't go there or you'll be safe if you don't wear that, then it just starts you know, infringing our freedoms. So I, I, I'm not a friend of segregation. But then also I've heard some friends in, in uh, UN Women Cairo, they tell us that's the only way to do it in Cairo. If not, we just basically cannot use the public transport system. So it really, I think, depends on the context. But I think Bogota is at a point where definitely the answer is to change the culture, change those behaviors instead of changing the way women move and use the public space. Some of Bogota's homegrown solutions are being looked at closely by other cities. I think what we are doing well in Bogota that other th- cities are copying is that we have local security councils for women. So this has gender focus and the authorities in each one of the boroughs of Bogota, they have to sit. So the police is there, the local mayor is there, and most importantly, the women from that area are there. And they can thus use this space to really show and pinpoint to those places that are unsafe, to these problems that are occurring. And they can also expose different uh, solutions that they think that will prove to bring about change. And using technology has also produced encouraging results, with an app designed to highlight unsafe areas in cities at night. We've been working with an app that it's pretty amazing, and it was uh, created by women in India, because also women in India, they find it difficult to move. And this is, I think, what is really beautiful about this work is that even though Colombian women may be a little bit different from uh, Indian women and the context is different and the language is different, we say if we sort of face similar problems. Women, we can use this app to report whether we feel safe or unsafe, what route is the safest one to take when you're walking on your own, and this sort of thing we can then use to collect a lot of data to then make policy. So what we're doing in Bogota, we've already mapped around 4,000 kilometers in in Bogota. We're going to map around um, 15,500 more kilometers so that women can really say, I don't feel safe here. And we are using this to construct an index of Bogota during the night. So One thing is moving around during daylight and then a different thing, at least in Bogota, is Bogota during the night. And spaces that may be safe uh, during the day become very unsafe at night. So we are using all this data collected through this app for us to be able to suggest and implement different interventions in the public space to make it safer for women to move. One of Angela's main challenges has been getting male colleagues to see the problem through women's eyes. 
I think that's really a key issue and possibly sometimes the hardest thing. So, for example, with the security councils, um, we found uh, a bit of resistance because they say, so there's already a local uh, security council. Why do we have to have one for women? And so it's a bit complex to really manage to explain that the risks and what we face as women in the public areas and also in the private sphere is different to the experience men have. And this is a bit complicated. I find that what we've been good at doing is really work with hard facts and information because um, sadly, violence against women is still rife and you but you really have to show them the numbers and 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 the stories and what's happened to women for them to really have a change in their minds and understand that we our experience as women is totally different than that of men and it's perhaps no surprise that the best ideas for women's safety in bogota often come from women themselves well, I think what we've done correctly, and I'm very happy to be able to say this, is that we've managed to get to listen to the women. So a key part of what we do is have uh, a very robust system where women can participate. So we, for example, have a group of women that is called the Consultive Women of Bogota. And this is a group of women that is all the time critically looking at the policy making I am doing and the whole government is doing and they're saying pinpointing the things that are working and the things that are not working so I think the most important recommendation is to listen to women because they are the ones who can tell you what their needs are and what the possible solution may be. Uh, so it's not only for them to say, I need this and that, but many times they are also the ones who can pinpoint you in the right direction. The women in Bogota have really taught me a lot. If you liked this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And drop me a line at podcasts at theguardian.com. Small Changes was produced by Simon Barnard. I'm Lucy Lamble. Thanks for listening. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts. 